You're listening to the Weekly Geekly, a Muhaz Counterculture podcast. Today is a special day, and let me tell you why. <laughs> We've been recording these, a couple of these at Geek East. We're back in Geek West, and I'm happy to say that we have brought one of my favorite bands from back in the day. For OG real, back days. in the day. OG days. Like before and our day. Pariah you guys have been around for a while. Pariah, yeah. Is in the studio. Thank you so much for coming by, John. Yeah. And we have Dustin as well via Zoom. He is in there as well. How are you doing, man? Good. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Really great. Dustin's all the way in LA right now, and we know how busy you LA people are. So, <laughs> so, so thank you for. Not for right now, man. <laughs> he's like, actually, yeah. Busy with, and yeah, not really. <laughs> right. Not so yeah, it's normally. awesome. Thanks for making it, man. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, normally I feel like I'm going at like 100 miles an hour all the time, but the last eight months have been like. Yeah. Dead Sitting stop. Still, yeah. yeah. More through. or less. Which, as a creator, I'm sure, like, you start getting idle hand syndrome. You know, you're like, what am I doing? I got to be creative in some fashion. Find yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm finding other ways to, uh, you know, like, I don't have, like, a solid band that's practicing and stuff constantly right now, obviously, but just little things where I can get together and jam with people or record little things here and there is kind of like, kind of what I'm doing now, just one off things. Has Pariah gotten a chance to jam, like Zoom jams or anything, since this has happened? Uh, not on Zoom. No. no. Um, we've practiced in person a yeah. couple times. Uh, what, over the last three months, Dustin? Yeah, we've got together probably twice, right? Yeah, yeah. two occasions, and yeah, it's it's coming along. It's nothing like it was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we literally used to practice three times a week. Oh, so yeah. Now we're three times in... Four months, three or four months? <laughs> yeah. Well, John and Corey have been uh, getting together and like kind of laying a lot of the foundation and then, uh, you know, I'll sort of lay parts down remotely or at least get some ideas. And then when I come into town, you know, when we can all get together, we, we make a lot of progress. We definitely have to be way more focused in the little amount of time we have, you know, when we're going to practice once every few months rather than right. <laughs> every that's just it. you really got to make it. your time count at that point yeah. yeah it's all about preparation well i mean you guys have had plenty of experience with preparation and with with releasing the music you guys had what you guys are up to three albums right this will be our third release okay or our third official like release a, we do have a two-song ep okay that's what came it out was. in 2002 I was yeah. looking so because okay. I was I was gonna ask we, we <laughs> can get we can deep dive into this stuff right now okay let's let's, <laughs> sure. let's dig in all right okay. so all the way back to the beginning. I do want to hear about the EP because I do know that the first release that I have here was 04. Was that? Uh, the first full, like full release length. was in 2004. Okay. That was Misanthropos? Misanthropos. Ah, I never say it right. I'm that's just okay. like, that's how, like, that is how the vast majority of people say it. It's okay, cool. Misanthropos. It's on wax. It's here now. We know. Okay, good deal. Yeah, yeah no um, worries. All the way back to the beginning. When did, when did it form originally? Like when you guys are in high school, like, you know, messing around, obviously. Year but 2001 was the first official year of Pariah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. We're coming up on 20 years now. That's crazy. Which is why we're here. Which is why we're here. That's amazing. And I saw you guys started up an Instagram, and I was like, whoa, okay. That's weird. Like, out of nowhere. And I was like, does this mean something? And I think you had made a post about, you know, you guys are coming back. You guys are going to have new stuff in the works and and at least new momentum for Pariah. And I was... At first, I was like, "This is this a joke? 
Like, are you guys joking? I was like, are you guys joking? Like, uh, because it's been not. so long. Don't pull my leg. I was like, don't pull my leg. Yeah, like, don't do this. Because one of the things I hate is when people say they're going to do something and don't do it. But, like, I know you guys have so much track record of releases and, like, what you have accomplished as an Omaha, like, metal band. And I hesitate saying metal. But oh, please do. I pre- I, I don't though, because you're not just metal. Like it's, it's a was, great blend of experimental. Yeah, and sure. Prog. Yeah. I don't like I don't like putting anything into a bind when it's as well blended, where each person has a highlight for certain songs. Yeah. As well as you guys did, not just to ride your dicks for about an hour. That's the whole not the whole <laughs> point. But like, that's, but the whole my whole thing was like one of the reasons why even looking back and listening now, I was like, well, no, that's a very clear bass part. Then we have. You can blend guitar melody over top of it. Everyone's highlighted. Everyone has a, yeah. a voice. Whether yeah. it be in the yeah, instrument yeah. or the voice. I no noticed that as well. Finger, uh, we were trying to share the wealth. And, and in your instrumental stuff, it, it shows that as well. Uh, I was listening to Pish Posh uh, this morning because I was like getting all amped and I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get to one I've never heard before. There's a couple songs I've still never checked out because I'm, I'm really weird. I, yeah. I just I check things out. We I'm all like, skip over. I'm like, I really like this song. I'm only going to obsess about these three songs, right? right. And then like <laughs> later on, you're, well, there's a whole another half of the album <laughs> checked out. Right. So I'm, I'm jamming out to Pish Posh this morning, and I'm driving down the interstate, coming back from the girlfriend's house, like getting ready for the day, and it was like really relaxing right up front. Like you get the the different tones and the melody was beautiful, but the build was great. Like you guys had such Thank a, it, and it wasn't like. Uh, like a normal build, like in the EDM day we live in, you can kind of predict <laughs> what comes, build is coming. Oh yeah, you know, what I mean? especially in that, it's like you, so you predict- feel it. You can see it from a mile away. Exactly. Yeah. And I was telling him, I said, this band in that musical instrumental stage of your work, you've got a lot of little, uh, I don't know if you know the band Number 12 Looks Like You. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You got a little, like. We played with them in Poughkeepsie, New York. Woo! That's awesome. Yeah. I was going to say, I think that was Poughkeepsie, New York. That's yeah. badass. It's yeah. kind of funny that you mentioned that. Because I was saying you guys have little, like, tidbits of that sound. Like, and not their sound, but the 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 mix of overlapping genres almost. And that's why I say I hesitate yeah. to say metal. The willingness yeah. to be brave. I mean, you guys Just are fucking heavy. Like, you, you bring the heat. But you've also got another side to the band that's a little more, uh, I, and I hesitate to say artistic, maybe a little more intricate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is refreshing to see. And in today's day and age where it's so easy as a harder band or a hardcore band or a metal band to fall into a label, I think you guys are one of those bands that has resisted falling into a certain label. So I'm super excited to see what you bring next. Like that's 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 like really I, I appreciate that compliment a lot because I know Ditto. something that I think I, I mean I don't want to speak on behalf of everybody in the band, but like I know that I always really did not want to fall into like being a stereotypical band of any genre. Like as obviously for yeah. us it was metal, but I was just like I don't want to be a typical metal band. You know, so like, of course not. That's I kind think of why yeah, we, that... we were always pushing to do weirder stuff with it. You know, like John does some some really wacky off the wall guitar stuff that I don't think you hear in a lot of metal music. And yeah, and, and it really I kind of shows that the off. Just trying into the metal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dustin was introducing slap bass to the. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> Right at the time of Mudvayne, no kidding. I think that it was what was happening in heavy music at the time. To me, was just kind of cringy. Yeah, we were at dude. We were at the the end of new metal, and that that whole movement had completely run its course. Yeah, and it had just become so campy for good reason. You know, yeah, yeah, it, it had its day. Campy and circusy, and very much metalcore was evolving, and we really just wanted to make sounds that we had never heard before. And instead of combining like five. Uh, influencers, mm-hmm. we were combining like 20, 30, because I was 
scaling back to classic rock. That's mm. what I came up on. And, you know, Dustin and Corey in particular grew up on Nirvana and the grunge era, which was kind of secondary for me. So us combining all of those influences together had so much to do with why the sound was, you know. It was like, raw. It was real. Oh, also, I will say this. It's a, it's a fucking ballsy move. Thank you. It is. No, I'm serious. Like, you guys got yeah. big-ass balls to be able to be like, no, nah, we're mixing in, like, all this shit. We're not just going to put, like, a song out with a little twang that sounds kind of country or a little soft piece that sounds yeah. kind of this. You, you really blended that much into it, and it doesn't sound jarbled. Yeah. It doesn't sound like I'm just listening to, like, a nine-minute Freebird solo that goes through different <laughs> genres. You know what I mean? Like, something standard. Like, we never want yeah, it to so sound contrived. Kind of exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. That. I was going to say, like, often when I when I hear bands that it, where, it does, where it sounds really forced, it almost reminds me of just, like, you're flipping through the channels on the television <laughs> station, and every station just is just these, like, really sudden changes, and you're like, I didn't... That wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, no, there's no context. We, yeah, we tried to make. I mean, I, I feel like we tried to make things sound like a little less uh, forced and like a little more fluid in our uh, eclectic tastes and and, and influences. I would right. definitely say fluidity was the name of the game for me. Mm. I wanted everything to make sense. Yeah. Even though looking back, sometimes it kind of doesn't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. Everything's you know? gonna have its timepiece, but still. There's no jagged edges. I yeah. really feel like we fused everything together really organically and we have songs with tons of parts that go on forever and ever and i would never write like that today mm. but i have no regrets about doing it then because that's what we were feeling. right yeah the song is done when it's done you know yeah. it could take three minutes it could take six minutes it's true uh, you've been you're mentioning like you said something not like you would not write like that today um being as that we've just been over a lot of what influences you and how you kind of came to find your sound is in the few times that you've been able to actually do something this year have you found any, have you hearkened any new influences, I guess? I know it's such a broad question, but you, you've mentioned older ones. I mean, I, I guess how often have you kind of listened back to the old albums and said, how close to this do we need to be? Or are we just going to do what we're going to do? Wow, good question. Uh, and Dustin, how would you? <laughs> He's like, I'm going to pass the ball. How <laughs> yeah, to I'm going to pass the ball. I'm going to listen to you first because that's something I've been. I haven't really thought about in that context. Well, I've been tossing that around. We like, all grow. Okay, this how, has been how such a long time. are we to sound like the old pariah? Yeah. Because, like yeah. I said, I would never write songs the way we did then. That was 16-year-old me. Yeah, right. And you, know, you can't. Even I'm if you wanted to, you now. wouldn't be able to. I think my IQ is <laughs> different for yeah. music. I'm not saying it's better, higher, whatever. It's just right. different. It's more learned. But if sure. you guys went back and wrote yeah. all these songs, like if you came forward in a new year and released another album and it sounded too much like your old stuff, it kind of runs the risk you, of, of just getting not. skipped over. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, that's so it's good that you're taking that. Yeah. yeah, it's good that you're taking that that leap. But Dustin, how yeah. how did you feel having to kind of step back into this with that in mind? How <laughs> how did that like come to you creatively? Yeah. So um, you know, I'll, I'll say I got a few things to kind of unpack on that question. Is that it, you know like a lot of the basis of of what we've been doing for these new songs like have been kind of. Uh, just real riff heavy and you know john has been kind of uh spearheading a lot of that and right. um i think what we're doing more now is like making sure we have instead of trying to throw too many riffs into one song which i think was you know just something we did in our in our younger days um, <laughs> yeah. sorry we've all been there yeah, it's, yeah i think that like goes along many... with everyone just don't <laughs> hey, you could write another song you don't have to slap this riff in there man yeah. <laughs> like, start over use it like a... 
Yeah, so I think we're getting more miles out of what we've got. I think we're instead of That's trying crucial. to jam twenty riffs into a song, it's like which you know three or four are really good in here, and how can we like really make these great whether that's putting harmonies on them or uh kind of extrapolating uh, you know parts from these parts um or just like really picking the best of the best of those of those riffs um i'll also say too that like since moving out to los angeles i've been playing with a lot more a, a lot of different types of bands i mean i've done a lot of like pop music and uh, okay. rock and stuff like that but you know, Pariah has a very untraditional way of writing songs of just, it's, you know, we, we don't follow the uh, typical, you know, verse, chorus. First chorus, riff, bridge. bridge. Yeah. <laughs> We've never really done that. Nah. But I will say that, like, playing in a lot of bands that do do that, I do see some of the the, uh, the, the art behind that. Mm. And um, that that can make for, like, a really great song is... is uh, how how to properly do that where every everything doesn't just feel like it's repeating either though but hmm. just yeah just kind of like uh you know figuring out the best way to to be a little a little more traditional but not totally skew just to be a little there. more calculated with how you utilize what you've brought to the table yeah, as opposed really, to that's a good way to say it yeah. <laughs> a little bit more calculated more focus more continuity mm. You know, the songs yeah. can't go on for six minutes and have endless changes and yeah. and completely different than the way they started. I mean, they can. That's you sure just, can. That's not the way I think about music anymore. Right, you know, but I, you, I, you've I, adapted as an artist. Yes, you know? I've like, noticed, exactly. and I really, it's one of those things, it's like, damn it, I wish I could give a plug. But my friend Nate actually was playing a band yesterday. That it, 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 it kind of fits in that vein where it's very prog, it's very experimental, where yeah. I realized we listened to a whole album. I thought it was one song. Yeah. Like, I mean, you just kind of get lost. And wow. that, that works in a path in where you listen to the whole album like we did. But in the modern day or how we're releasing more singles, individual mm -hmm. songs, making a big, long, <laughs> like, Phil Collins-esque concept album isn't really <laughs> going to fly because people are going to chop it up. Everything's on shuffle mode. Yeah. that's So, true. yeah, having six-minute songs that run to nowhere. Ultimately, my, my attention span is just not what it was. It's not going to be yeah, there. So, so I'm thinking about myself as a listener, what would I want to listen to and what's going to stick. And I just don't often listen to these long opuses of sounds yeah. that just go on and, and on and And if you do, it's it's a specific niche almost. Yeah. You know, like when... Like I'll I'll fucking mention it again, everyone. Freebird, like, oh, like that yeah. fucking song. It's a niche. You listen to that because you're like, dude, it's nine minutes of these guys fucking wailing. <laughs> you want to chug a beer to this shit? You know, like, if we could write like, every song like Freebird, yeah. I would do nine minute songs exactly. all across but, the board. But it's, it's so timeless, fucking hard amazing. to write a nine minute song that hits and slaps that hard. Yeah, it's just so it, orchestrated. Know, like, it's it so is. organic. That song is. It's it's a masterpiece. Oh yeah, it's yeah. hard. It's it's a hard thing to duplicate, is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, and impossible. Regardless of your style or how you attack your writing, it's good to recognize as artists that since you've had the time apart, you have all grown in your own right. Mm -hmm. So you were mentioning as a listener. Well, me as a listener now, I'm just even. I got more of a nerd boner, and I want to know <laughs> like what this sounds like. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like you, that that puts that puts it on a different level. Because anyone who's liked Pariah in the past, the kids that grew up with it, the guys who went through the shows and broke someone's nose in the mosh pit. You know what I mean? The guys who are like <laughs> Pariah's back. Yeah. Like it's gonna be crazy for them to hear. I I hesitate to say it. Pariah 2.0. 
because <laughs> it's it, it's now a, a little more matured. It's a little. It's like a fine wine, a polished. Version. You know, it's a po- it's a polished cabernet. <laughs> you know, we're not slamming beers in the parking lot anymore. We're we're oh, yeah. we're definitely we're, still we're slamming taking beers. Shots. <laughs> no, that's what you I mean. The music in itself is going to change in that way. <laughs> hey, we yeah. can't confirm that that's just tea, I'm folks. I'm slamming this peach tea, bro. <laughs> Get her in you. You get what I mean. As artists, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, as listeners, to, to, to hear the maturity. But I think it's yeah. important to highlight that I, I guess I'll put my two cents. You're not obligated to sound anything like, you know what I mean? Sure. To say that it's an obligation, I feel like, would be trying to fit a mold. And Bro, we were literally it, having this talk before he got here. I know. I about like, <laughs> it, how much do you cave into what people want to hear and how much do you stick with what you want? And is it a balance? And where's the blend of... And where's the blend of, of, of finding a, a, a release that you're having, whether it's a song or an album or something, and recognizing that you're doing it for a niche market right. and blending that with, okay, we're still doing what we want to do regardless of what anyone wants. It's true. It's a really like, fine line. I feel like we've always kind of just, kind of what like I was saying earlier, I feel like we've always just kind of done what we wanted here oh yeah yeah i was saying earlier like maybe to a fault he brings a lot of his classic (laughs) rock influence and Corey and i bring a lot of our like kind of grunge and 90s stuff it's like we always just we just always wrote what we want to hear and like kind of ignored what else was going going on with that and it shows though that's why you guys made a different impact we were even talking at, at our last practice just like like you know i'm none of us are probably really have our thumb on the pulse of what's going on with heavy music. Like not totally, mm. like kind of do, but like we're just writing what we want to hear and what we think is heavy. and what Not we what's trendy, cool. but what's, what's, what's tight <laughs> yeah. to you. Like yeah. well, I want to be jamming. Yeah. Passion. Yeah. It's realist form right there. Yeah, I think that's just it too. We just, we, we want to hear what we want to hear. And that was true then. And like I said, to a fault. Yeah. Is it kind fault. of a thing where, like, maybe, you know, if you want to get it done right, got to do it yourself and <laughs> come out and put out some of the music you want to hear? I think yeah. that, that's maybe kind of why Pariah originated because we wanted to hear something that we weren't hearing anywhere else. Yeah. And that's very cool. I though. think that that's pretty much true for the moment mm-hmm. in the state of heavy music. Uh, Heavy music is in a great place. There's tons of great bands out there. Oh, yeah. And oh, so yeah. much more opportunity now than it ever. Is, it is more inspiring now than it has been since 2010, mm. since 2008. Yeah. Know? Right. So I feel like this is the perfect time to reemerge. I'm I'm proud of what's going on around us. And I feel inspired to do it again. And I think that we have a place. You're leading me right into my next little, my little Ooh, web. My next okay. question was, the nerd boner. why this year? <laughs> I understand Why, twenty year? years. I mean, we mentioned that, and I and creativity is writer's block. We're all pent up, but to to announce a comeback when you really can't even play shows, I'm not saying it's a ballsy move. I think it's I think it was great. It's it's giving it's giving light onto something again. That's a, something like, to look forward yeah. to. But you also have that lead up time where you don't have to be like, oh, we're performing next. Was month. there? A you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I, nice I, I don't know if there's, there's How, nothing opportunistic about doing it right now during COVID. And but was it premeditated? Like we were like going to come back in tw- like for the twentieth year, like last year. Kind me of and thing? Dustin smoke. Uh, we spoke on it many times. And when is the inspiration going to be there? When's mm-hmm. it going to feel right? Um, I think the one thing that the pandemic did was it silenced all of our other bands and all the other distractions. Okay. And the more I sat around, the more I just wanted to play heavy guitar. I dug out the old Pariah 
you know, guitars. Yeah. Yeah. And they felt they felt good. Yeah. Felt light. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I opened up a case uh, from a guitar that I haven't played since 2015, and the strings were still crisp. Did you get a it, smell? Like... It was still in tune. It was like the look of it, the smell of the case, everything just yeah. kind of brought me back. Got Deja me, vu, man. Yeah. It got me excited. I plugged it in, and the chops were still there. That's what's That's up. Awesome. And it's, sometimes it's as simple as that. So, you know, I wasn't, you know, not to get like a huge, like, did you have a vision one <laughs> night that we got to bring this? No, man, I'm sure. We all did. had a collective hallucination. Yeah. <laughs> inside of a dream <laughs> more importantly the excitement was still there and when i spoke to dustin about it he sounded excited yeah so that's what's okay that's and i'm sure that's that, that fed your excitement even yeah, more you're like okay like, i'm not the only one that feels this like yeah. that's such a fun feeling yeah he's like uh, 1500 miles away and you know we don't speak as much as we did and when i brought up the idea he was like yeah let's do it hell yeah I text messaged our drummer Corey, and immediately he responds with, "Are you serious?" I'm like, yeah, I'm serious. Let's do this, it's like, bro. It's been forever, but yeah, I I'm really happy to hear it, man. Especially because that's been something I always want to focus on this year. Is we there? It's so easy in 2020 to focus on everything that's happened that's bad, all the struggles everyone's had, whether you're getting hit by trucks or you got coronavirus. Or you lost your job, you know. There's or your girlfriend left you. There's plenty of shit that All happened those to everyone this year. On this show. <laughs> a lot of things have happened this year for the weekly geek. All this year, yeah. um, but it's so. Sometimes it's hard to look at all the good that's happened in 2020. You know, like to be honest with you, as, as shitty as this year has been, I've had a lot of positive things happen in this year. I never thought would have happened, and I'm like, whoa! It's a lot of it's because I had the time. A lot of it's because I I needed to force myself to be creative in this time or else I'm going to go fucking crazy, you know, like, <laughs> and it's cool to see that you guys had a positive thing come out of 2020 as well Definitely. with with you guys deciding to reemerge and, and take a look at what you're doing and and apply your new skills and mindset to it. That's super fucking cool because it's hard. I know there, there's probably bands out there that have not done shit since February, not even thought about playing music, literally just coasted off whatever they released last year. You know, like it's it's inspiring for me to see some a group of guys who have made a huge impact across in the, the country place, come back and be like, guess yeah. what, bitches? We know you all have kids now. We we know you got jobs and everything, but we're bringing this shit back. And, and we're it's taking shots different. in the parking lot still. Yeah. Let's we're still go. taking shots in the parking lot. No, seriously, it's That's so exciting great. for me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm geeking out so hard right now. Like I hope I'm not fangirling too hard. Yeah, it's making it fun, right? I also uh, told you Dustin, got us more excited about doing it. I will say. Well, yeah, I'm happy, you guys man. reaching yeah. out in the first place. This hype think, is real, my friend. Yeah, the hype train's going. <laughs> Well, that yeah, feels good. It's been a long time. I think this is the first interview we've done in 10 years. Damn. At least. It's been Probably at least more. Wow. Well, I don't know. Uh, Barnacle Cordius came out in 2009. And mm -hmm. did a that's the one I know you guys more for. That's okay. the album right. I think that I, I actually heard first and kind of went, what the fuck? <laughs> like, seriously, what is and then this? Go like, back. like yeah. it's good, but what the fuck did I just listen to? Like, it, it made me. There were certain parts of songs where I, I remembered it, and I'm like, ooh, okay, I want to go back and hear that again. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I think especially that. that's where that number twelve looks like you kind of reference came in. Was it was oh, in that album a lot? There's obvious similarities. Yeah, and I, I feel that. And there needs to be more music like that, in my opinion. Give me a funky mix of disco. And fucking nah. thrash metal. Nah, don't do, do that. it. Just take, just take the chance. Did they didn't static X do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like mix your the shit. The birth up, of man. gent. Yeah. <laughs> man. That's pretty funny. Have you guys ever thought about Twitch? 
Um, the band? No, no, no. The <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Like, you know, I mean, you know, yeah, the, they're, they're you know the, not in John since doesn't 2003. know a lot about tech, so he might. Dustin, so, <laughs> I assume you know about Twitch, right? I know, I know about Twitch. Yeah. I don't know. So I never really that. used it. I've watched one live stream on it, and that's that's it. Have that's you watched it. any music performances on it? No, dude. I think you guys should at least check out the market. I think if Pariah did like a live Twitch, like yeah, everyone did, jamming together, it would be crazy. But, but I, there's uh, people on there every day, like playing music live, DJing live, producing music live. It's an option. And I've just noticed that that's something I think a lot of bands are doing too, because Facebook's shutting down live mm -hmm. performances. Yeah. YouTube's good oh, too, are? but yeah, apparently that's a thing on Facebook where they don't want the it's live live streaming performances anymore. You can do pre-recorded things and premiere it live, but they really don't want you being like, hey man, I'm DJing at 12 in the morning. I'm going to share this to 98 groups and yeah. fucking play ICP. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> trying to avoid that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we okay. all are. But all right. I, I was thinking, is with you guys getting older, having lives, doing things outside of Pariah and being in different places, would there ever be an option to like put something out on the internet like that? Like do yeah, a live jam or do like a recorded jam where you're all there and you release something. It would be silly to discount the the idea. Yeah, I mean, okay. I I, yeah. Don't, I don't think we've gotten there yet in our conversations. About right. How to re -emerge. Yeah, this is literally the first conversation we probably had about it. Good <laughs> <laughs> um, deal. But Caught you early. Definitely a valid conversation because that's where we are in the world. Yeah. I mean, I think that our mindset was to be prepared for mm -hmm. when the pandemic subsides. Okay. So we can kind of rise from the ashes. Yeah. And like be ready. Phoenix. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we'll, at this point, I guess to have a, sh a short term goal, if you want to put it that way, like, a, like an EP, something exactly. that we could actually carry out exactly. there, four or five, six songs. We don't really have the time or the manpower to create a full length album to spec. Right. Right. Something that we're willing to stamp our names on and be proud of. It's, it's, it's a, big amount of time it took it took us four Money, years to create the santa yeah. Post. it took us five years to mm -hmm. create the barnacle cordius and granted that our our mindset has changed greatly about mm -hmm. how to write songs and that's not to say these these new songs will be a total departure i mean they are very pariah yeah you guys still have we, that style we will be unmistakably pariah throughout but we can't you know we can't put together a full-length album the way we did then yeah right so a lot of it has I it's have not to, feasible I have to show up with a concept. We can't just jam for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> yeah. Like you used to. And, and collect the yeah. data and combine it to paste songs yeah. together. It's just not going to work that way. So much of our writing was Dustin and I bouncing parts back and forth off of each other. Um, so we have to be more methodical about mm. how we create all of that. You're like, almost stepping into a new arena. Very new arena. Yeah, like And that. it's the same yeah. arena you were in before, but as artists, you guys have completely taking everything creatively and your process and the way you got there, like you're saying, and you flipped it on its head and it's going to be interesting to see how that translates in the work, I think. Yeah. Because yeah. you're going to have to take that extra second. Like, like he was saying, Dustin, you guys can't just jam anymore. You can't just mm -hmm. sit in a room and go, dude, what about this? Yeah. This is yeah. so crunchy. Yeah. Come on, get in the, get in on this with me. Get you know, like you gotta, you gotta get the crunchiness yourself and send it out. Like that's, that's a challenge, but I think it's something it's, that's going to be a, a cool change to like hear artistically. For sure. So much of our chemistry was um, Dustin would show me a riff or I would show him a riff. Yeah. And for example, if I showed Dustin a riff and he would play what he heard and mm. he would play it back and it wasn't quite to spec, but I'm like, dude, that's way cooler. <laughs> dude, I'm glad. Let's, I let's like do that it. Better. Let's do it like that. That's yeah. the favorite. Because the way you phrased that was more fluid mm. and I'm overthinking it. Yeah. You know? 
So it's so easy to overthink as an artist. Oh yeah. Yeah. In any kind of medium or content you're creating, it's you you want to get to that mode where you don't have to think and you know you're performing. You know what you're doing is okay. Well, this is solid, and I didn't really have to put too much like critical thought. When on you're it, making you know? it about math and data and yeah. all that, you're getting away from what you're overall truly doing it's a big prize it should feel organic it should feel good yeah it should be stimulating emotionally Hmm. so sometimes hearing somebody play back your riff and they're just they have nothing to prove they're just playing it the way they hear it you're like oh now that i hear that's what i was after all along yeah Yeah. (laughs) hey that makes a lot of sense well it sounds like you guys really haven't i don't mean to interrupt you go ahead but oh i was gonna i was just gonna kind of make a point on what john was saying a moment ago about like the the full length versus an ep2 is that like i think the way that people consume music now has changed dramatically since, you know, we were releasing full length albums is like most of the time now I just see bands and artists only releasing singles like one at a time. Like right. because oftentimes there's not even like albums coming out. It's at least like from what I see on, you know, Spotify. Yeah. It's very common. Someone will write off yeah. a single for maybe upwards of a year and, and keep yep. playing shows or keep creating stuff, but they're not going to release anything until this oh. time and then you see him come out with another thing or maybe an ep and you're like huh i think yeah. it's smart because it builds this collective uh need for the product yeah, yeah. It, you you, you get to measure that out yeah Al, only doing singles now. <laughs> <laughs> no way man i knew he was still yeah. trucking but i figured he'd at least still be putting like he's putting out 45s punny <laughs> cd labels out yeah i mean on the opposite end you have bands like tool that make you wait eight years for a record God. and then they play you a 12 minute song <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. absolutely and, and my friend like, <laughs> like i mean i'm not talking shit I, got I, tool have, tattoo. I have a tool tattoo it's not <laughs> i like, love you know, tool but the blue balls tool. that is created <laughs> with all of that some of it's absolutely yeah. like all right dude it's like, can you just get it together and give us some music? Yeah. I mean, eight years yeah, is ridiculous. So I don't feel that yeah, that was... putting out an EP as opposed to a full length is going to feel like we're shortchanging it. Oh, no, because it's just been so like, long. What, and I just mean with like what what bands and artists are, how they're releasing content yeah, no, currently. It's, it's like instead of one, one by one, if we, if we do yeah. it with four songs... I mean, we're not just going to put out four songs. They yeah. have to be ready. Yeah, you know, totally. They, they have to be right. Yeah. Um, we're not we're not going to feel pressured by anyone or anything to do it. Mm. So when the songs are right, they will come out, and hopefully it's next year. That's the plan. But if it takes five more years to do four songs, that's yeah. Be it, the point is, you guys are back on the wagon, man, and that is exciting. Like just yeah. to know you're even still working. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and luckily, it sounds like even though you've only had a few chances, you've really been able to like get shook off the rust real fast, kind of thing. Where there's still oh, like a yeah. natural yeah. natural so vibe. Quick. Really? <laughs> That's great. That's absolutely yeah. crucial. It just yeah. felt like well, riding a bike, Dustin. Totally. I mean, the yeah. thing is, is like, you know, we we started playing together as musicians during like very formative years um, of our lives, just like as people, but also as musicians. So I think I think we were always kind of pushing each other and growing together. So it's just like when I when I jump back in in the room with with uh, you know John and Corey Brian, it's just like. It, it it feels like it just comes back so quick you know that's awesome and, um, yeah it really does yeah. it's like being there all over it's kind of like you were saying you, you opened up that guitar case you saw the crisp strings yeah the sound the the the, the fact that you still had your chops it, it brings all those memories back and it's yeah. it's awesome dustin that you felt that just stepping in because i'm sure totally. for some people it's so hard to get back to that point and and sometimes you got to work for it. Sometimes you really got to put that time in. But the fact that I think 
as a listener, as a fan, as someone that knows you guys, it's inspiring and it's exciting to know that it just came back. Yeah. You guys are like, yeah. oh, the muscle's back. We're fucking working it out, baby. You know, like these are inspiring words. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. So we yeah, just... I mean, it's just we really like we kind of we really understand each other's style where you don't have to like like I think John and I uh, really can, and can can read each other's like nuances in in like our riff crafting. You know, where we like don't have to have things like over explained to each other. It's just kind of like okay, yeah, because I know. I kind of know how John will like zip from one note to another. What is like, mm. you know, little sprinkles here and there. It's like, okay, I, I know how that works. with this. Yeah. Thing. You've got the, <laughs> the history of working together. So you understand like where he's going before it's there. Mm-hmm. And that kind of like, like with us, with podcasting, the more you, you do this together it, with anything in a group, you, you get to learn the habits of someone and That's creatively. Right. And Chemistry. it's, it's easier to sit in a room and have these conversations with dusty now than it was in March. Yeah. You know, because we've gotten this flow together and well, he thanks. knows what I'm saying. This, <laughs> when I'm saying this and when I'm saying that, that I'm probably going to lead into something or that this would be a great time to cut me off. Cause I talk too fucking much, but he can uh, probably <laughs> anticipate when you're going to wrap it up. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's nice. Just it's, letting you go off. It, it's nice to, to get back into a mode, especially if it's, kind of natural like that yeah where you don't have to work for it and you're not like oh fuck you know like it's fun yeah i'm excited without digging too far into the weeds and maybe some of the more technical bullshit that we don't really have to worry about will this be coming out like are you have you retained a record label is there is it is it going to be individually independently produced it'll be Um, self-released um our label black market activities is defunct okay um and that's fine yeah i mean they just no longer operate. Oh, okay. um, no longer distributing music. No longer signing acts. Didn't um, die. Didn't can't. Just kind of went. And well, I mean, Guy Coswick, He was the guy that ran and operated our label. Yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, he's a Boston police officer now. No. <laughs> he's <laughs> got, got some shit. Kind of different on. lifestyle. <laughs> very, very different lifestyle. Uh, like us, he still plays within reason. Of yeah. course. And as much as you can. But self. This will be a self-pushed project from you guys. So, I mean, this is a great time if you're going to self-promote an album. That's kind of exciting, no though, right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You get your hands like. I mean, like it's great when you send something off to Mixmaster and print that you know you did a good job on. Like, don't get me We're wrong. We're in full but, control. I mean, nobody can tell us. This. Right. Nobody can tell us what to do. <laughs> I'm. I'm turning my guitars all the way the fuck up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like that has to feel kind of good, right? I mean, like, have there? Have you? been able to take the reins off in that regard i mean like i said being self-produced is a lot more work but has it led you to feel like you can do whatever the hell you want i I mean i think to start um in fairness i will say that guy gave us total freedom okay perfect to express ourselves uh, answered part two thank you to play what we wanted (laughs) he pretty much stated right uh right off the jump that he believed in what we were doing and he liked our sound he pretty much trusted us to produce our own record we chose the engineer. Um, we formatted the songs. We ordered them. It was great com- and completely under your own. So Pariah was even though this is the one that we are, you know, we've heard for years. It was yeah. still built the way that you guys wanted to build it. I mean, we've talked about that, but like, it wasn't it wasn't meddled upon in in mastering yeah. and didn't have a whole bunch of people like, well, we should just move this vocal part over here and well, switch will, verses. It happens a bit naturally, but I will tell you, like, no, I mean, uh, the vocals were all produced by Brian himself. Nice, uh, those were hundred percent his ideas. Oh, fantastic. And there was never, there was never a moment in time where I was sitting in the studio and I was like, you need to punch in the vocal chamber and Brian needs to do this differently. Yeah. 
he needs to give it more energy there. Brian had such an extreme amount of energy. If anything, I was like, <laughs> let it build, man. Yeah. <laughs> You're just coming out swinging so right. hard. You know? Don't like the fuse let immediately. <laughs> But he had. Uh, but that's what your guys' music did pretty great, and we'll, I'll give him, you know, I give him some credit because you remember just how guttural and how loud his it. intensity was, just mm. insane, unmatched. Yeah, uh, to, to yeah, I can degree. remember so many times where like somebody would be sound checking and screaming or whatever, and then Brian <laughs> would like get the mic and yeah. he'd be like ten times louder. Yeah, to just naturally for whatever reason when he when he does his metal voice, it is just it projects <laughs> no i mean he's absolute want. raw horsepower it's hard it's it hard to get that it, is. it really is you have a to lot be of born people. with it what he has yeah. is, is it's natural. a natural talent for sure so is 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 this going to be more instrumental or are you guys coming full back with vocalist oh full on vocalist. full on yes. okay because that was a question we actually, actually had submitted from a fan question. they were like holy shit is brian coming back too like is this instrumental what's going oh, yeah, on i'm yeah. like bro I don't know. Like, let's ask him. Let me just see what they say. Like, fuck. He's like, no, no, no. Let me know. I'm like, okay. I think, I think we should. I think we we should touch back on where this the question started. You know, mm. does did our backing give us control? Yeah. The one time that they intervened was when we were releasing the Barnacle Cordius, and that album was intended to be instrumental from beginning to end. Okay. Um. So that whole album huh. was intended to be heard without vocals. And we were happy with it. We went out to Syracuse and mixed it with a guy named Jocko. And when we sent it back to Guy, he thought that there was something missing. Hmm. He was willing to sing on it himself. Yeah. He right. uh, suggested that we get Tommy from Between the Barrier to Me Ooh. to sing on it. Um, <sighs> yeah. We, that would have been I kept going like, I love that. But, but I hate I that. This is, <laughs> this, is, this is our baby. Yeah, yeah that's kind of yeah. like giving someone else the keys to your car and saying, just go. Right, you know? right. Like, yeah. I don't feel comfortable there's, there's giving you... There's an intimacy to these songs, yeah. you know? And, um, I mean, so it would have been interesting to see what he would have done. Don't get me wrong. Oh, fascinating, yeah. Fascinating. I mean, I, 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 I but thought about it several times. Talented guy. But at the same time, it's like you said, it's your baby, man. I would do it have gotten more traction if we had Tommy or Guy on it, possibly? Maybe, but that's uh, not also, the point. Yeah. I do yeah. think that, I mean, there have been a certain fallibility in the regard where you guys is... It, the, that was the second full-length release, yes? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so that, being as that it was entirely supposed to be instrumental from its core... And then bringing on someone else's voice that no one was familiar with. I mean, they are, but not not with what you want. You could say that it might have gave you more popularity if that's you know like right off the top. And I think that you're like maybe sure. There would have been, there would have been more star power. Would right. it? Right, but would that translate to the the raw power that you guys were able to continue to control and keep to the? No, it would not have made no. me feel more satisfied, no, Dustin. Yeah. I don't think it would have for you either. Yeah, we, we had pretty I, strong opinions I, against that. I liked the idea. I mean, kind of echoing what you guys are saying. I liked the idea of it giving us a big boost in like the you know as far as like how many people would probably check it out and maybe more people would have heard it. But like, it felt so impersonal for me to be like, yeah. we worked on this thing for five years and then you're going to slap this guy on there. Yeah. yeah somebody yeah. we don't know. And and again, this isn't like to slight any of the, either the, right. the guest vocalists we were considering because they're both no, not really at all. great for what they're doing. Yeah. But the portfolio like, yeah, speaks just for felt itself. Weird to like not <laughs> sit up, in the man. room and like, you know, work on this stuff with that person. Well, I think that the right decision was made because, yeah. I mean, like I said, it, yeah, that was the Barnacle was more of the album that I was familiar with throughout my high school days. And then having um, just the the raw guttural vocals on them is, yeah. I do end up, I guess I'll, from I what it's worth, it was the right call in my opinion, but the instrument 
knowing now that it was meant to be instrumental, it speaks for itself. I'll put it that way. The you writing was fantastic. Yeah. The writing yeah, was fantastic. You guys are pretty intricate on that fucking album. <laughs> yeah, and, and basically, like, where you know, how that all went down was, um, you know, Guy <clears throat> basically said, like, look, I'll put this out instrumental if you guys want me to, like, and I'll t- totally back it the same because, you know, I, I trust you guys, but he's like, I really think you should consider vocals, and then we showed it to Brian, and Brian was like, Oh my god, I love this and right. back to the van, band. <laughs> that's, well, that's kind of the short of But he didn't bullshit us either, you know. It took no. like six months. He's like, I'm gonna need time. And I'm like, Yeah, you do. <laughs> because yeah. this this yeah. took us time, so I don't want you to phone it in. Right. Like you need listen to this over and over. You need to take some time and this needs to be really personal to you. It needs to be personal to you the way it's personal to us. And it took us five years to write that album. Mm. Now, granted, he was in the band for a large portion of that time and when he said he needed time i'm like you got it man because if we're gonna do this you need to bring your a-game yeah and i i feel like brian's performance on the album is exceptional exceptional yeah, yeah that's a great I way couldn't, to put it. couldn't be happier and i cannot imagine it as an instrumental album the whole time we're tracking it i'm going how do we tantalate the ears you yeah. know? <laughs> so that you don't need those vocals yeah and which um, still worked. It worked as with having vocals though, and that speaks to it, I think, a little more. Thank you. Seriously, I, that's you probably agree. my favorite release that you guys have had so far. Um, just because, like I said, it's a little more technical. It's a little more all over the place too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can't really track it as well as your other stuff in in the in the way that like sometimes when you're listening to an album, um, there comes a point of predictability where okay i've had these kind of song oh this one's a slow song so that means the next top couple are probably this one you know what i mean yeah. that album was so left hook right <laughs> hook left hook you know what I, mean? I was like fuck what am i listening that's why i said fuck what am i listening to because like that one you were saying you were listening to a, a release someone showed you nate showed you and you were like yeah. oh is this one song that sounded like two albums to me like it felt like a first half and then like a mixed second half like they were both once you got kind of halfway through the album the the mood changed a little but also the I hesitate to say instruction of it but uh what is it like the application of what you guys were doing changed throughout the album didn't feel stagnant you know what i'm saying that Which formulaic is, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. Not, That's not on a structure and i, I can... think that that lends to you guys saying you know like dustin you were saying earlier you at that time creatively you weren't looking at verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, verse, chorus. You know, you guys were just like, "What sounds good?" And I think that yeah. when you when you think Pariah and you think of that jam kind of mentality, I think that that album is probably where I think it fits the most. Like that—that's yeah, the clear-cut example. Cool. Yeah, we always—I mean, like we always were trying to write songs in a very like linear fashion rather mm. than that. But you know, the the one thing that I think, or one of the things I think, differentiates. The, the the barnacle cordius album from misanthropos is like we did i think we did get more mileage out of our riffs and we did repeat stuff and like have uh it, it still is definitely not an, a, a typical song structure but like we did um i think we had more cohesiveness in those songs mm. um and i think they have uh i think our songwriting had matured which would make sense because it was five years later yeah <laughs> but <laughs> a little bit more of adults at that time right. <laughs> it's, it's definitely <laughs> true that the... some of us are teenagers yeah and i think <laughs> people know? forget that you know especially when you discover years 
later this kind of music you, you don't know how old people were yeah. you know like yeah. it's not like people are looking up pry and going oh this is their high school album no they're just like this <laughs> right. is the first release no one even knows what age you guys are so it's interesting to kind of think of it that way like i will say misanthropos our first record is genuinely a high school album for me yeah. Excuse me, it's pronounced misanthrope. <laughs> <laughs> misanthropos. <laughs> God damn it. Um, my final day of tracking was on my birthday. It was my 19th birthday. Mm-hmm. And I was stuck in the studio because Prince was in town. What? And he <laughs> he right. rented out the ranch bowl and his tour bus was blocking my car. Wow. So it's just fucking purple rain. Purple <laughs> Did you get to go rain. see Prince then? Like, you get... I didn't get to see Prince. I would have loved to. I was literally tracking guitars during his entire performance. Damn it, oh. I thought we were going to have a Charlie Murphy Hollywood story. <laughs> with you Prince know what's funny? It's like, I was so annoyed by it at the time, and I'm kind of pissed <laughs> off at myself for being annoyed. It was a long day. We're tracking. Yeah. Well, yeah. Artery Recording Studios is directly attached to the Ranch Bowl. Yeah. It just so happens that Prince is like an ace bowler. And what does he want to do? <laughs> After his set, he wants to go bowling. Of so course. he rents out the Ranch, Ranch bowl, bowl. And he has his whole crew. They roll out purple carpets. What? They decorate the whole place. They shut the whole place down. Nobody's allowed purple. in there. Yeah, yeah. No joke. And That's crazy. There's only certain people uh, that were a part of the Ranch Bowl crew that were even allowed to be there. Wow. And we were just kind of defaulted because we had already bought studio time. <laughs> so okay so, so i'm grandfathered in to, to skip to later <laughs> yeah. questions we did not meet prince nobody actually physically no, saw him I, okay that shit Understood. was roped off but yeah. what was not yeah, roped off was our cars from his tour bus god that sucks <laughs> so did you, what did you do did you just have to wait for prince to get done bowling or did you like no, talk the, to somebody and they move the thing i like, think what happened was eventually the bus driver was like yeah i need to move this thing okay so and he just noticed you didn't have to go like bug yeah, the fuck out I of went prince home at, like 2 30 <laughs> in the morning um so it was actually the day after my birthday and as the years, and especially now that he's deceased, you know, right. yeah. he was a legend. I look back on that going, that's kind of a cool story. It's that amazing. is a cool story. <laughs> like, dude, I got blocked in by his Prince inconvenienced me directly, guys. So we, <laughs> we come back to the studio the next day, and his stuff is still there. Oh, yeah. what? There's like champagne bottles, and there's... Oh, because they had a ball-and-ass party. Yeah. yeah. They I mean, brought those, in all the those, stuff. Uh, in. Those, like, those, la- those paper lanterns, the, like... Uh, Oh, like the uh, Chinatown looking ones? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of those. <laughs> like incense. <laughs> yeah, that's so yeah, to cover up the smell. You know what we yeah. were stuck doing? I mean, like the recording session was over, so we were just stuck sitting there drinking free pitchers of beer. That's awesome. to get not a big deal, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, 19- let's just see if we can see him. <laughs> as a 19-year-old on his birthday, you could say I was right at home. Bro, that's a great 19-year-old birthday. You know, yeah, that's a great birthday. You want to know how I that. spent my 19-year-old birthday? Oh. oh yeah, you do. Fuck. Uh, I got my arm stuck in a bank tube in the oh, drive-in this. of a bank, like the- and the cops had to come. Here's the thing. Oh my God. We, was the I was best. a little screwed up. I was a little inebriated. <laughs> yeah. All of them. I wanted to celebrate, be a big boy, get inebriated on my 19th birthday. And we were skateboarding at like the, the drive-in of a bank because it had like a little cool manual pad. You could like kickflip some stuff, you know? And I remember rolling up to it Good and I dude. stuck my hand like I, I was grabbing the bottom of it and I hit the button to see if it was even still on because the bank was closed. I was like, I wonder if these things are still working. So I hit the green button, it sucks my arm up to my elbow, and it shuts a metal door on my elbow. And I was like, fuck my life. And I remember Dustin <laughs> was there with three of our friends, and I'm telling them, guys, I can't Crying. get out. I was begging them to help me, and they're thinking I'm fucking with them. They're like, oh, he jokes with us all the time. No, no, no. I'm we called, crying we called, we called the security <laughs> number on the building. They laughed at us and hung up. We called the ambulance. They laughed at us and hung up. We called again, and they were like, oh, you're serious. It was like, yeah, so we, cops like, we started showing up. Out. 
Like one cop car, two like, cop sir, cars. Sir, you're high. You're like, well, yeah. yes, I am, but my arm really is stuck. <laughs> like, Please help. Stop making fun of me. So eventually, and I'm not fucking with you, it was like eight cop cars. Oh, they're taking pictures. Taking, like pulling out actual cameras, taking pictures, going, you better not get arrested because you're going to see this on the wall. You know? Yeah. They were being so nice, though, until the ambulance came and the fire department came and they crowbarred my ass out of there. And we're like, Whoa, they we were like it. so nice. And I remember this female cop being so sweet to me, like rubbing my back and all this shit and like helping me, like making feel like you're going to have to pay and for then, this. And then immediately my arms released from this thing for like after two hours. And she's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, you're lucky we're not pressing charges on you for vandalism and all this shit. I remember coming home on my 19th birthday and my parents were like, how was your birthday? And I went, well, I didn't get arrested and, or, and get charged with anything. But here's a story. <laughs> if that matters. So comparatively, I think your 19th birthday was a lot better than mine. It was one part humiliating yeah. and the other part just an amazing story. Yeah. <laughs> I got free T-Bell That you can't make yeah, up. did. No, no, that was a true thing. So yeah, a little insider into my life that you didn't need to hear about. But right. seriously, how would... God, that would have been awesome to sit there and wait for Prince. You know what <laughs> no, I mean? man. Even if he never showed up, just to be the... Ain't no like, way. Hey, I was there, man. Well, like, you know what I wish I had done in huh. hindsight? I wish I had just gone rogue and walked through the door and just wandered around yeah. until I saw him. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll record in next door if anyone actually asked anything. They said, you know, we'd appreciate if you guys just stayed in here. If you need to use the bathroom, use these bathrooms. Yeah. Stay in this wing. And part of me is like, I'm paying to be here. Right. Fuck this that. is our turf. <laughs> you know, yeah. this is where we play. This is where we release our album. This is where we're recording our album. Mm. We know the owner. We know everybody that we need to know to explain away why we're why the fuck we're wandering around this place. Well, so now That's true. when you guys release right when you guys yeah. release all your new stuff or whatever you're planning on doing, and you get to this weird Bill and Ted moment, you can fly back <laughs> yeah. in the past and and talk to yourselves and slap yourself in the nineteen year old face and go, "Don't be a bitch. Get in there and meet Prince." Like, <laughs> Part of me's like, we could have like reeled him back into the studio and Bro, gotten some guitar Lay parts. Some shit down. Can you imagine? Yeah, if I just hit him a guitar featuring Prince. I mean, he would have outclassed what? everybody in that studio. Like, just play anything, we'll use it. But also, sure I think enough. if that ever would have happened, like, let's thing. say that happened. Let's say Prince came back and th these fucking kids out of high school recorded an album, and they're like, please, just lay something down, even if he did. And you guys released it. If he wasn't singing, everyone would be like, Fuck you, that's not Prince. Yeah. Like, they'd be like, oh, you guys yeah. are lying. You didn't really get Prince. There. You'd have to get a picture. No, man. Like, There's the paper machine. Make the picture with Prince, the album. I mean, let's just say it's before we could go Facebook Live. And yeah, right? Go it's before all that good stuff. Well, I actually did end up playing, uh, doing a gig here in LA with um, this girl named Andy Allo that was in his band. Oh, uh, oh weird. Her own solo project, and I played, I filled in for her bass player on a show. She's, uh, and she was his girlfriend for a while. Whoa. Too. Wow. Weird. Yeah. It's crazy. Small if you world. guys have ever seen the show called uh, Upload on Amazon, mm -mm. Um, and Amazon Prime, it's actually a really great show. She's the, uh, the lead actress in that. Is that, that the out. one where they're in like a video game? Like reality is a video game, and like you pay for like privileges? Is that yeah, it? Yeah, it's an after. Yeah, you've got it. You've got it mostly right. It's an afterlife. So when someone dies, you upload like their entity. To yeah, to I saw the ad for that, but I, I was like, I'm gonna see where this goes. You know, if it gets any it's traction before I check it out, I'm totally gonna check it out now. That's awesome. Yeah, but Good deal. yeah, just that's my that's my little side story about <laughs> my connection to Prince. <laughs> that's that's how do you happen to have two Prince? The eight degrees of Kevin Bacon Prince edition. Over yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. <laughs>
So I'm not gonna ask you for oh guys, what's coming up next? Because no one, how are you supposed to know? You're not yeah. booking dates. You're doing your best and he's to practice. Trying times, it's hard to tell. But mm-hmm. everyone has been like is gonna wait until this part where I ask a question. You don't have to give me any hard dates, but what's what's the outlook looking like? What? How soon? What's the plan. Assume okay. you could play shows next summer. When do we do we get a release within about a year from now? Hopefully. I would I would personally like to do. Um, pre-production in about two months and okay. I'd love to do uh, final production in about six months okay so summer yeah, 2021 would yeah. be awesome yeah it's awesome. be able to go yeah. out and push that album at least start yeah. putting or singles or maybe an EP or something yeah exactly. start okay. on that length and see where that goes for you like you're saying kind of like we're test that water and see uh, see what Spotify holds it's never a bad idea <laughs> yeah. honestly and the way things are working nowadays it's smart Individual singles. I mean, not necessarily. I'm going to say the way of the future because I think everything's still subjective. Do it. Do what works. Yeah. But, There's still niche markets. People still want to buy albums. If you're I trying mean, to put out a product that needs to be seen, yeah, individual snippets it. seem to be That's more the of a climate. It seems yeah, like. right. Everything is changing, man. It's weird. We will definitely we'll, we'll pick the strongest song or what we perceive to be the strongest a sing- song. A single for real. Yeah, yeah. And Your radio hit. You know. Well, <laughs> whatever, yeah. Whatever. Bad. Whatever first song that we're going to use to reemerge, uh, we'll use the one that defines us for what we are yeah you know how we express ourselves now we'll make a video aka put... your phoenix song yeah our phoenix song. yeah phoenix I, like, I like that <laughs> uh, and then i would say a couple months later we'll put out four five six i mean wherever we land i think of it's course. gonna be four to five songs to be done right hell yeah okay. you know um absolutely well when that happens you need to come back on and oh, tell yeah. everybody exactly where it's going to be. Oh, um, yeah. We will, we'll talk about it. But for that. this episode, so we usually like to air a song from whoever we have on the show. Kind of like, hey, you're on Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, like, now. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So if we were to have a song on this episode, which one would you want to put on? What do you what, think what's the song that you're like, Gosh. represents? If no one knows us, what do we want to put out there? My. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give my opinion and okay. John, you give yours too. Okay. You have months um, to fight about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can fight about it. Um, I think I think our song Circus on the Barnacle Cordius because I think that one really encompasses so much versatility that we have as a band. I think it has sort of like the really melodic parts. It's got the intensity um, and a lot of creative um, aspects to it so to me i feel like that one encompasses so much of what pariah is and that's my opinion uh yeah i won't disagree with that no, um, that's, that's that's definitely my favorite track on the second album i i felt like we were just firing on all cylinders for that one it's a long song it's an epic but it does have continuity mm. um it's got a one-time intro and it's got a one-time outro mm. uh, but within that the song is cohesive right. uh, to me it's really well written we actually have a guest vocalist on it um, a good friend of ours, Lawrence Deal, does the melodic and the clean vocal part, uh, kind of across the center of the song. So that would be my pick for Barnacle Cordius. I, that's a very yeah. defining track for us. Um, if it was the first album, I would say Human Error. Mm. Uh, to me, that's the most complete song on the first album. Okay. So uh, you said pick one, though. I think I'll I agree think. with Dustin. Do circus. <laughs> circus. circus. With you guys' permission, we'd love to air that after this. Yeah. Kind Please. of just like a little yeah. taste for those yeah. who aren't aware. Yeah. I'll have my lawyers uh, send you the papers. Yeah, oh, yeah. We'll, get, we'll get all the, the paperwork. Send them to my office. We'll be fine. We'll, uh, we'll get all that publishing stuff worked out. We'll talk numbers. And- <laughs> we'll talk numbers. Of course. Brass tax after the show. <laughs> um, you know, but um, for real, we've been 
So happy to have you guys come by. This has been... Cheers. You know, I tried not to make it the Chris Farley show. You guys remember when, like, <laughs> did you go to the ranch bowl? Like, I'm not. Remember that time? Something like, I mean, we could. at the ranch bowl? And okay, was, we can get into that. I don't give a shit. Yeah, just, I mean, fuck, if you guys got any, like, okay. Yeah, because I said, we don't have to end it here. I was just like, you know, I don't want to just sit here and be like, you know. Is there, what's, you have a story? Do you have a show that yeah, sticks yeah, out your, in your, your mind? What's your favorite ranch bowl moment? Other than the Prince moment, because you guys, that's you guys were around during that, and that was a staple of the Omaha music community forever, man. There's yeah. people that never even got to go to the Ranch Bowl that just hear stories. The Ranch Bowl was important to us. Yeah. I mean, we our first sellout show was there. Mm-hmm. We recorded our full length album there. Um, we were still very much in motion when the yeah. place closed. You know, it was bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Um, when did they end up closing? What year was that? Whenever they built that fucking Walmart. Oh five. 2005. 2005. Damn, dude. The Walmart conversation was years old. Yeah. The the Walmart conversation started in like 2001. Like they knew it was coming. Yeah. 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 Matter of time. Yeah. yeah. I I think that the ranch bowl was purchased with that in mind. Mm, Okay. With the second owner, but uh, more power to him. You know, I mean, do what um, you do, man. But when when Mike Brennan owned that place, those are my fondest memories. Honestly, that's those are my formative years. It was. His crew booking us. Yeah. Uh, we were opening up for a lot of really big bands. It really helped to break us. Yeah. It was those Lamb of God, Darkest God, Unearth. The Lamb of God was my first concert, man. On. Yeah, that was my very first concert. Where I saw Lamb of God, Gojira, Trivium, and as. As they now. perish, all yeah, will yeah. perish. I forget the so last one. So many white dudes. Sokol, Sokol Auditorium <laughs> is, is my favorite first show. But Lame of God was one of those bands. It sounds like Lab, though. and you're just like, oh, yeah. holy shit! The whole, and then the Wall of Death, and like, oh, yeah. I remember, bro. I was like freshman year, eighth grade, and I remember this this dude just getting stomped right in front of me. I was like, this is my first like interaction with violence in public. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it was just crazy. It's funny. Dude, uh, my my first uh, metal concert was uh, seeing Slayer at Sokol in Jesus uh, Christ! God, how fucking loud was 1998? that? Nineteen ninety eight. I think it was nineteen ninety eight. Was that the show uh, that somebody spilled a pitcher of beer on the soundboard <gasps> and like uh, delayed the show? Not that I can recall, but Ooh, what I do remember, I was up in the balcony and like some skinhead dude got on another person's shoulders, jumped up. Swinging on the chandelier and it's oh. literally just punching all the glass off the chandelier. What the and, like, fuck? Chandelier shards just going everywhere. everywhere. Oh my like, god! That's there's definitely Nazi hundreds list. of people that will um, attest val- to that. Validate yeah. that. Wow. It that was, account. It was Slayer and Fear Factory and a band called Kilgore, and that was the first time <laughs> I ever heard Fear Factory. And they were touring that album Obsolete, which I still think is really awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, just <laughs> definitely <laughs> holds up to this day for it sure. Really does, yeah. That was like the first time I heard like an 808 drop too. The shock. <laughs> like explosion. Right, especially like sampled into a a fear yeah into a fear factory so i'm like gonna say it it oh, fits man. the time yeah. piece for sure. do you have one show like is there i mean i oh, can yeah, think of like one or two shows that like i mean even as some of the shows that i'm thinking of are like the smallest dingiest house shows but oh. you know what i mean is, is there is there a memory that you have of those times that really sticks out to you or a, like a huge band that you kind of got i remember a little being in the by. carolinas playing a house show and being fearful that i was going to get knocked out just the room was just so intense it was just so intense 
it was one of those shows where we're playing in a small room and I don't know how many people were in there. It, it felt like hundreds. It's hard to say. It was a small right. room. And everybody was just so completely volatile and nobody was off limits and that included the band. God, Dustin, do you remember this show? It was... Uh, no. <laughs> it's always a raw experience when you're playing flat on the floor even it with is. the crowd. And typically I prefer yeah. it because... Oh, I do too because you get right up in their grill grab their shirt. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels good getting pushed back, pushing them out, you know, just exchanging that energy. This show in particular, I was pretty sure I was going to get knocked Get out. hurt. <laughs> but it also like... Um, that also provides a certain bit of adrenaline. Like, yeah. are you ready? Yeah, <laughs> fight or flight, man. You use your Dude. guitar as a shield. And don't, and don't <laughs> act like the music you're playing wasn't fucking asking for this. Oh, <laughs> was, you, you meant for this to happen. It yeah. was in the Misanthropos era where the songs were built around specifically cl- uh, crowd interaction. And yes, yeah. and ca- controlled chaos in a certain yeah. degree. Totally. And those headstocks can be dangerous, man. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Those things are- Dustin got hit in the face with a headstock and what, they give yep. you a black eye or what? Oh, it's a microphone. Oh, <laughs> oh, dude, those things. Well, those mirror steel, dude. Dude, up until like recently, I still had a scar on my face from the little hash marks from the. Oh, God he, he damn! Cheekbone. You, you got dimpled, dude. Bro. You had that black eye for like two years. <laughs> no, it, 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 seriously. You're looking punk. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I, think I was like, I'm... back from like the cheekbone above my eyebrow. Sounds like to me Ugh. that you smashed your orbital bone, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, all is well that ends well, I guess. Yeah. Do you well, have? I think he was getting revenge on me. This was in my in my band Analog. I don't know if either of you guys. Heard yeah, of I have absolutely. Okay, cool. Yeah, I had uh, done like one of those epic guitar swings during a breakdown, Swing. and I had yeah, I had nicked my singer's nose right here across oh, the septum, dude. And I didn't even know it. I I hit him ever so slightly, and uh, didn't realize I did it. And the next thing I knew, I got hit like somebody had thrown a roll of paper towels at me. I like looked on the ground. I was like, what the hell? And it was, you know, soaked in blood oh. like, probably an inch through. And then I looked up at, at Paul, the singer, and he just, it looked like that cover of Andrew WK's album where he oh, the blood all the way down. Yeah. Like, I, I still, like can see it in my head. Like, like oh, fuck. Like his, all his teeth were just covered in blood, you know? Brutal. And, um, <laughs> What, and we still, I still actually have a picture of it on my wall still of my guitar laying on the floor and blood. Just so we had something for scale because this was in like 2001. And like this puddle of blood is probably like four feet. In. When you snap a nose, man, that's game over. He had to, he had to get stitches. <sighs> Dude. And it definitely added to the theatrics of his performance. You know, when you're dripping blood in the middle of a song, (laughs) you don't you don't turn your back and lay low. I mean, it was like pull that shit forward. That's all eyes for. We're spitting blood. That's awesome, man. I got that black eye at the next time that we played together. So, (laughs) analog is bringing heat, man. (laughs) He and I are still friends. I'm actually going to his place for Thanksgiving tomorrow. Oh (laughs) shit! (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving, buddy. You remember that one time? I just talked about it. Can I pick your nose, bro? <laughs> Literally the last time I saw Paul, I, I broke my wrist on the oh, ski fuck. slopes. What the hell's wrong with you guys? <laughs> Jesus, we want you Never to make mind. more music. Reunion's fucking canceled. <laughs> Breaking wrists, falling down. Pariah went out the Leonard Skinner way and died in a plane crash yeah, today dude. altogether. Like, Obviously, like, we're still yeah. taking shots in the parking lot. We're still taking shots in the parking lot. <laughs> but oh, fuck. I, uh, like I said, I... It sounds like a doofy question, but it's only happened to me about like once. Was there ever a time that you played with the band? And I'm not going to ask if there was someone like it was a giant dick to you because I don't really, you know, we could play the hate. Nobody wants yeah, to play yeah, that. Yeah, I have a memory specifically coming oh, to mind. Please go. 
Go go off. Dustin, uh, do you remember we had this show? It was in uh, Scottsdale or Phoenix. And we we drove a period of time to get there. And it was one of those festivals with way too many bands on it. And it was just a shit show. Multi, mm. Was it multi-stage at least? Or was it all just like 39 bands to I one night only? Yeah. <laughs> I don't exactly recall how it was set up. But we get there and there was thousands of kids there. And it was way too many. Excuse me. Way too many vans, way too many bands. Just the, too the schedule was a shit show. They're way behind schedule, and we were definitely on the roster. By the time we got to the promoter, um, mm-hmm. she had had it. She could not yeah. add any more bands. We had we had driven all that way to get there. She gave us a time slot. Said we would have fifteen minutes. Uh, our time slot approaches, and then she just ghosts us, and we don't have a setting. Wow, dude. Yeah. So what? That's shit. What and that, that was, was this? This is probably the only time uh, we ever. You know, just got totally shafted. Mm. I don't remember what the festival was called. I mean... Probably because it wasn't well put together. Yeah, so <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I will say, man, in those days of touring, there were so many festivals. Yeah. And tons of great, big headliner bands. Yeah. But the day would go on for so long, and there'd be too many bands, and mm. the venue would overcommit. They couldn't pay anybody. I remember, you know, we would play at festivals where the the operation got shut down and nobody got paid. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was all about uh, quantity. Yes. Yeah, like how many bands can we possibly fit into one? So show? many bad bands that were obviously being put on because they knew Different somebody reasons. or yeah. you know, it was a favor to somebody or whatever. And you know, everybody's Which playing. sucks when that's forced into especially a smaller scene, yeah. but a, a, especially when you're like trying to really put out a quality product on a larger stage and you're getting snuffed. By a, a bunch of clicks, essentially a bunch or, of assholes who have a cool kid's brother club. that's got a Journey cover band. Yeah, because you know they I mean? they know like, the sound. Guy. I mean, cool. I think I think that's testament to why we eventually kind of lost our spirit because the scene was just so oversaturated, mm. and there were so many bands just content to imitate each other. Yeah, no, I mean that's it pretty was, accurate. It was just oh, it was really disparaging yeah. for us. Where we were trying to stand out, not use gimmicks. And there was so many bands out there just doing this very formulaic, mm. gimmicky thing mm-hmm. to get responses, and we just weren't were not willing to play that game. Yeah. Know? And by the time we disbanded, it was like the deathcore scene had totally taken over, mm. and it was just so uninspired to me. And there's no way we were going to play that game. Whenever you get a yeah. new genre kind of subsequently taking over a, a scene, yeah. it, it does kind of flush out creativity sometimes yeah because everyone goes oh i want to be like that band i mean so that means we're gonna have two breakdowns successful so yeah i want to be like them because like people like We've, what they do you know it's like dude yeah. just do something you want to like right you know well, what i mean maybe to a fault uh for our success we were just so unwilling to go along with whatever was happening we didn't want to compromise so we yeah, either went against the grain or we were kind of with it but it almost, that almost became your niche you yeah. know you guys were so against the grain that it was like the term against the grain, you thought a pariah with music. You know what I mean? So that yeah. worked to your benefit, regardless of if you were trying to find a niche or not, which you weren't great, but you kind of did. You know, you found yeah. that sub-genre that you kind of created for yourself. Like yeah. I was saying, like, when I think of your music, I don't, I don't, I only think of one other band because they're the only other band that's done that, the number 12. But like them, you put your own labels together, I guess, or uh, stereotypes or, or genres or whatever you want to call it. And you could probably sit here and list off all the 25 different people you were thinking of when you wrote those first couple oh, albums. God, yeah. And I, here's the thing. I'd probably be able to tell on a couple <laughs> of them, like, ooh, for sure, I hear that. 
but I'd be really interested to hear the rest of them and like try to go back and listen and be like, Ooh, I wonder if I hear some of that or was that just personally what you were feeling while you wrote it? You know what I mean? Sure. Getting, getting to find out people's influences and then listening to the work is such a fun thing for me because I want to go back and listen and be like, does that translate? Does it like, does it knowing it now, no talking to you guys now, do these things really translate to what I'm hearing? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what makes you, um, that type of listener you yeah know, I, i'm i'm that way mm. i like to know who people are influenced by yeah where they got that sound yeah uh, that's important to me that's a yeah. huge part of my lineage as a player is to honor the people who inspired me to play mm. you know much of that goes back to the teacher who taught me how to play yeah right you know because uh the the, the people who give you validation first and, and give you confidence mm. and inspiration you know you you attach yourself to that almost right. subconsciously it just kind of happens oh, yeah. right like Absolutely. you find yourself being like well i learned to play from this person who kind of learned their <laughs> style from this person and it's a it's a handed down craft you know what i mean yeah it really is it's fun i mean uh everything that i do none of it is original i will say that straight up i, <laughs> I am a, i am a product of my creators you know 100%. fucking 27 frets or whatever like i can only do <laughs> and i'm not gonna be playing death metal all the way that's so like, true i mean there's only and there's only so many variations and if you're gonna be a metal band there are certain things that you need to do that qualifies you to be a metal band you know sure. and it can be you limiting to, you have it to can. fit within that apparatus yeah. and I'm, I'm happy to do that because yeah. i believe in the genre right full-heartedly and there's parts of me that's like well i want to stay true to certain things to that, sound. that yeah. are going to make it metal that's, yeah that's like you don't want it to be like someone listens and oh that's metal like i didn't even know like you want it, you want it to kind of be an <laughs> oh, you'll fucking know. thing i was never obsessed with this idea of creating something that was completely one of a kind one of its own yeah. you know like a primus you know that's that's lightning in a bottle oh you're you never going to capture that yeah exactly it's true it's virtually impossible um so I, I wanted to create something original within that scheme. Yeah. You know, and I think that we were all on the same page with that. And that's the one thing yeah. we were all on the same page with. Dustin had very, very obvious strengths that we were not going to ignore. Yeah. Corey had strengths that would be silly to suppress. Right. And we had a vocalist that was just so volatile. I mean, crazy. Yeah, it's like right. we needed to facilitate, you know, what he was going to bring to the table. That's yeah. a great way to put it. You, like the, the writing would be lackluster if it, if it wasn't as aggressive mm. as you knew it had to be to be able to succumb to all parts being able to mesh because you know that like you said like brian's not he's not going to be like all right let's just have a chill no, day today never... at the studio no man <laughs> he's gonna come in and blow your blow he, your shit up he just runs on 100 all the time so no. you gotta you you gotta have to run on 100 yeah. all the time i have to match to... that we have to match that but it's energy. kind of fun knowing that that's the standard you yeah know, like I... I gotta come at it this way and i know i gotta come. it's like studying for a test well i know this test's on thursday so <laughs> i know what i have to do for thursday but if I... I don't do it for thursday thursday's not gonna happen so like, <laughs> you know your vocalist is bringing like the heat so if i don't bring the heat this isn't gonna work you know like at least you know up front what the um what the stakes are or, or what what you need to bring to the table it'd be a whole other thing i think the mutual respect had much to do with it too um there was plenty of times where somebody could have stepped in and asked me to tone it down mm. there's too much going on here you don't need all these layers whatever no one ever did that yeah. so uh i think that's important to i paid it for yeah, yeah i paid it for it i'm like dustin you got enough slaps and taps going on right there i never said that <laughs> <laughs> I felt like it was it was part. It's not true. I, I, I felt like it was, it was returning the respect that I had for whatever my vision was, and then and then in doing so, 
I made room for Dustin to do his thing. He made room for me to do my thing. Yeah. And it, it never, never really had to be a discussion. It just worked itself out. You know, with metal, it, like obviously people are like, it's aggressive, it's fast. Like it, you can easily make that uh, click to, it has to be like, he's coming at a hundred percent steam. But I feel like that's like a mark of a good anything, band, group, sure. uh, work team. If you have people that inspire you to like, well, fuck man. I'm not only excited to have practice today, but I'm a little nervous because I don't have to bring this shit. Like, because mm. I don't have to like. I want to be inspired to create and to kind of get, yeah. not just have fun with the boys, but to also like let's push each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't want to call it competitive. I don't know that it was ever that, but it just was... like a team, you know, like no, no, no. If I can run the hundred meter this fast, and you're going to be on the same team as me, let's try sure. and get this done. Speed up. And like we using that nervous, others. using that nervous energy, you know, yeah. like you're saying, I have to bring my hundred <laughs> percent. Like <laughs> Dustin's like, oh fuck, no, I got to bring my hundred percent. I'd be like, like, God, Corey just sits on his drums for hours doing paradiddles. Dude, I would say to anybody, it, it's a good thing if you're any kind of nervous. It's yeah. good because what that means is you give a shit because you wouldn't oh. be nervous if you didn't give a shit. You there, know was what never, I mean? there was never a lack of giving a shit. Yeah. No. Phoning it in. And it right. doesn't sound like it. In fact, there was it. just almost never anything good enough. Mm. You know, you're was, always pushing. The recording yourself. process was really tedious. Yeah. You know, I was especially hard on myself. I, I spent hours and hours and hours sometimes on the same part. Yeah. And the engineer was like, dude, you're playing it the same way. Over Bro, it's over. fine. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> no, I, no, I know the way I hear it in my head. It needs to be fluid. Yeah. Right now it sounds mechanical. And I know that, you know, this might even be over your scope, but it's not done until it's done. You want to hold yeah. And by, and by the way, you know, I'm on the meter, so you charge me accordingly. I, yeah. If I'm, I'm paying for it. I can play it for as long as it takes. I'm going to record 130 tracks of this one riff. <laughs> I'm paying you, man. you, <laughs> bro. Well, it's good that you take that much attention to detail in your guys' work. And as, as a consumer, I appreciate it. <laughs> and I appreciate that you're willing to keep that metamorphosis going. Like, you're not just going to stick and go, well, we know what you guys want. Like, we're going <laughs> to, here's a breakdown. Yeah. Like, no, you're, you're really to say it's reassuring to would be selling it. It would sound like I'm selling you guys short. So it's not reassuring, but it's definitely like. It's inspiring. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's, it's like, this is going to be exactly what I was fucking hoping it was going to be. It's going to come back. <laughs> And it's going to remind me about going and doing windmill kicks in the pit in 05. You understand? Like, it, it's, it's, I'm going to be yeah. so down. I promise you that windmill kick parts will exist. <laughs> oh, yes. For all you windmill kicking enthusiasts. <laughs> We're picking up change today. I, I, I can tell you guys with all certainty that you guys won't be disappointed. Um, this isn't us returning to phone it in. We're not cashing in. This is not opportunistic for yes. us. Right. Um, I don't know what, you know. Anybody who reemerges during COVID to be opportunistic about really things, <laughs> kind of fucked up. Awesome. <laughs> We're doing it because we actually have the time to think about it and yeah. to, to serve that the is master we created properly. The one thing that I've really tried to make a point of this entire series, we've—I don't remember exactly which release and which order this will be. We'll this record. is four. This will be four. Um, but from you know, from rappers and producers to um, people that have played at a, a, a friend named Tom Bernan who played with the Chris Logger band and like. Anywhere in between, everyone has said the same thing that like, well, shit, when you got nothing else to do this year but buckle down, we're finding mm. little nuggets of gold, obviously, like, mm. it's, like you had said earlier, like, you know, there's something good that happened to you this year, but that, you know, all that cutesy stuff aside, I think that it's important that people have found in all different styles of music, whether it be a comeback and like, I, I'm going to call the guys that I know we can get good chemistry going or to start something brand new. Everyone has said the same thing mm. without me asking them and that it's imperative to continue to create essentially. And that you find in these times like now a huge 
<laughs> Y'all can't see the cat. <laughs> a huge in the middle of my speaking art, but it's amazing. But um, <laughs> no, I just said it's it's reassuring. Yeah, I'm glad to continue to hear that every one of these people is, and especially people that are going to continue to come back and put the kind of effort into things that we know are capable to be doing. That you're still finding the muse wherever it comes from to do that this year. And so, thank you. I guess I can say that. Appreciate it, but (laughs) yeah, we appreciate you guys Uh, stepping back in. Like seriously, I never would have thought Pariah would have would have made this kind of a, a new leap. We need it. Uh, and yeah, I, honestly, yeah, I, I, don't I know. think Actually, we need it. Like, I need it. It's <laughs> been a rough year, man. I need it's, it. It's been a shit <laughs> year. So this has been one, another one of those Thanks. things that has happened this year that's just fucking awesome. You know, like even though this year's been bad, there's been so much good stuff to happen out of the bad. There's tons of good things to speak yeah, of. I totally. mean, there's a lot of blessing in disguise. and You just got to be able to look for it. Absolutely. You really do. Yeah, and I so. think when you're willing to look for it, it's, it comes to you that much more easy. Um, when you when you're in that mindset, when you're not constantly in in the negative, the positive is just naturally more there, mm-hmm. and um, especially as creatives, so I much mean, easier to embrace too. Yeah, yeah. it is so just, much just easier. So, time. besides music, things obviously, like I said, have to be giving you some sort of whether it takes it musically to inspire you or not. What the hell have you been doing? <laughs> just been trying to ask everybody too like when you're not doing music not playing music everyone knows what you what are you what have you really been doing 10 years um geez uh i guess i'll start um yeah. i did john first i started a business right. i got married nice i have three kids hey whole new world, <laughs> whole new world yeah and um i guess i should also add i'm, I'm getting ready to make a move you know so oh, no way. yeah uh, within time this change is going to see me in, in the New England area. No oh, way! Wow. Yeah, so moving Shit. to the Hartford area. Um, Does that have to do with your business? It has more to do with my wife and my family. Oh, cool. very cool. So, uh, new beginnings there. Uh, and that's not to say that's going to mute any of the progress, you know, with the band. Yeah, because you guys have obviously been capable, capable of keeping this up. Like, Dustin's out in L.A. right oh, now. Oh, the like, one thing that this you know, whole situation has proved is that we can still do this. Yeah, totally. You know, um, Dustin and I have been especially compatible throughout this process good communication we want the same thing yeah and you know how to get it what's the difference yeah. three thousand miles between 1500 miles we've been yeah. able to be completely productive yeah. right how good's your bandwidth bro <laughs> you know like, well, and also i imagine that just getting better over time yeah you know, all those things we're using technology now that we didn't have available to us then and yeah. we're just you didn't have a GPS when we were touring. Down no, we, didn't. Didn't. we had MapQuest. Like, who the fuck printed MapQuest? Dustin <laughs> used to he used to print off MapQuest. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he was the MapQuest guy. But you know what? Yeah, at the time, tell you guys how it went down. But, but the at the time, before every tour, I had to go through like every venue that we were going to and map it out and print it out. We had a giant binder <laughs> about four inches thick. In the oh front my seat. god. Was oh, and I'm sure it was like MapQuest to the first venue and then MapQuest from that venue to the next venue. Exactly. Like so you, you, you mapped out the whole Harry thing. Yeah. Just keep reading the book. Far off course. It's, it's crazy. Awesome. And nowadays you can literally just plug in the Facebook address that they give you for the venue into your phone and like not have to do it. That's so crazy. Let's be honest. In 2006, MapQuest was amazing. Mm -hmm. We were so thankful. We were just as happy to have MapQuest yeah. as anybody is to have GPS now. Oh totally. my god. It was we a thought, godsend. We thought it was amazing. Yeah. And it was yeah. 80% correct at best. <laughs> really? But, at that, best. but that 80% <laughs> We really rode that 80%. Oh shit. Yeah. I mean maybe probably more. I mean I think most times it got us there was times when we were in Boston and we were just like what the fuck 
is going on. Like oh, I, yeah. I remember that being the worst one, man, just getting lost in Boston. I, I remember looking at, we had like an atlas too, as like a backup. <laughs> and I remember just looking at it and thinking like, it just looks like someone threw spaghetti down on the yeah. paper and was like, okay, these are the We words. were like, <laughs> what, what idiot designed this road system? And was like, oh, this is from the colonial times. They did not have they cars didn't really yet. Know. <laughs> so, yeah. so, these were cobblestone streets, sir. Anybody from Omaha knows it's the easiest town in the world to get around in. Right. You know? Everything's on a perfect grid. It's a grid, yeah. Over yeah. There, Left it was just, and right and down and back. It was spaghetti. Oh. It was spaghetti. There's like a couple of drunk people got into a spaghetti fight, and those were the roads. That's I how, not envy that's you, how we friend. saw it. That's horrible. <laughs> it's funny as shit. Uh, it's so amazing. God, world. things have, like, evolved in the way they have yeah. you know or who knows if this would have even been possible you know yeah. like yeah, thank god we have the abilities we have nowadays so i uh, i had a 90s rock tribute band called um party time excellent nice. i got disbanded because of the pandemic and oh. oh man i had my other band jump the tiger whose album release still sitting on hold had been put back two times mm. and oh. it's just you know at that point Kind of. At that point, it's just it's shelved. Yeah. You know, it's shelved for another time. Hiatus kind of thing, yeah. like because yeah, you don't want to call it quits on that. Yeah, you know, you've created, it's still but... fun. I don't know. Like more and more, I just felt like playing heavy guitar. Mm. Fuck yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, like like where we started, I opened that guitar case, and it was just calling to me. And... I think it was. I imagine this as one of those moments where like. He put the kids to bed, right? Everything's cool. His wife's like watching The Bachelorette and like glass of wine or whatever she does. How, how, how close accurate. is that? Yeah, right? Accurate, I didn't yeah. even know. And like he goes over and he just kind of has this moment where he's like, huh. Like, I remember my guitar's out. And then like walks up to it and it's like that Pulp Fiction suitcase where it's just gold and it's like, oh. It's a good time. That's what I imagine in this moment. There's crisp strings. The neck was straight. It was in tune. It was just inviting me. Meant to be. Just as I left it was, you. It was just calling to me. And, <laughs> you know, I, I started playing it and my fingers just got really limber and there was yeah. just this, it was very natural. I can't stop it now. No, it would be different. pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> if I had put that thing on my lap and sat down and it was just clunky, clunky. We yeah. wouldn't be sitting here right now. No, I, I would not have. Because I immediately came up with a riff and I go, wow, this is a prior riff. 100 percent that's awesome dude you know, found moment and it materialized really quickly no overthinking and in that moment he knew he knew <laughs> so if you out on the other side of the country things have obviously been you know here in omaha we're definitely like we're we're the largest city in the state you know that but like we the covid lockdowns have been a little bit different depending on where you are <laughs> obviously mm -hmm. being out where you are is probably i guess you could say the most severe of uh, the restrictions, so I mean, like, how, obviously, you know, Netflix, blah blah blah, keeping yourself busy, but uh, you know, same thing. What have you been uh, doing to occupy your time, keeping you busy musically? Anything? Yeah, so um, I don't know if you guys know, I'm like a, I'm a vegan and animal rights activist. So, cool. oh, I had no idea. And to Did just you? give a little preface. Our dads have been best friends for like 15 years over cars, and we've never spoken, and I'm so mad about that. Like, this is the first time me and him are actually meeting. Like, how did you not know yeah. that? And he's like, yeah, I was over at Dave Trinan's house today checking out his cool car. I'm like, okay. And then he, like, my dad always talks to me about you. He's like, God, I really think you need to meet him. Like, you'd really enjoy the things I'm he does. I'm like, I think my dad's one of your best fans. That's awesome. <laughs> Just to give some context. Just so we know. Um, yeah, so I have a I have a t-shirt company online uh, in veganveritas.com if anybody's looking for stuff. I mostly do like are. a lot of rock themed and uh, stuff. So I have like a Nirvana parody shirt and I have like oh, a cool. Pink Floyd parody shirt. So Ooh, what is uh, it one more time? Yeah, please. Oh, in veganveritas.com. Veritas. How do you spell that? 
V-E-R-I-T-A-S. Okay, cool. Because I actually, we are the last band that came on, one of those guys is vegan, and that's like, this is he, right he's really out. living that life, and I know oh, he really? loved that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. So, oh, badass. You'd yeah, be surprised. There's a whole little subculture in Omaha for, for the vegan community. It's I really started to pop up, yeah, actually, really. in the past couple of years, yeah. to be honest. For like, the really. corn and beef state, it's new. Yeah. <laughs> when I, so when I, you know, I, I, I left Omaha uh, nine years ago, mm-hmm. and I was a vegetarian when I lived in Omaha. And I can tell you now that like being a vegetarian in Omaha back then was harder than it is to be a vegan. Oh, I'm sure. But I go back and visit, it's like easy. Oh, yeah. Now it's like they're, everyone's so accommodating, but back then it was kind of not really heard of as much. No, when I when I would go to places and, and ask for like vegetarian food, like people didn't even know what I was talking Here's about. Here's some celery. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, back then like, eating vegan was like a bunch mean? of steamed you vegetables. Eat, you don't eat any meat. Oh, you know, what was that cafe? They're like, how do you survive, oh. man? Maybe like how? Explain it to people. So what was the what was that cafe that was down on like Farnham Street? That was a mix, oh my cousins something. used to work there. Oh yeah, um, it's gone now. It, it feels so really bad. super hip. It's a bank now. Yeah, it's a, just like yeah. a bank on the corner Nick next Foster's. to Foster's. Nick Foster's. That place like, was that awesome. Was, that was the vegan. That that's where you. My go. punk and cousins yeah, both waited tables sure. there. They're both vegans. Yeah, they're like, you should come down. I'm like, listen, I respect your beliefs, and I'm a piece of shit. But I'm gonna <laughs> but, go eat a burger. Yeah. Like, I know I'm a horrible person, and that self loathing keeps me going sometimes. Like, <laughs> I mean, I like, will say, I, I, and I commend it. Like, dude, I I wish I could do it. You I could. really do. You and could. I could. I, no. I could. That's the thing. I'm, I'm scared of what I would become. Like, <laughs> like gravy and, and, and fucking what bacon. You, you don't want to be like me. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what, more healthy? Like, <laughs> I'm just so weak. I'm not as strong as you. Okay, Dustin, I'm not strong. Like Maybe, maybe I can retain the strength over time with some encouragement, but I commend you for, for that lifestyle. That's very cool. That is so fucking hard. Especially like you were saying, in Omaha 10 years ago, dude, almost unheard of. Yeah. I mean, people are doing yeah, it more I mean, now. It's come but... a long way. I'm like super proud of how how well it's been going. For yeah, the corn and beef state, like you're saying, right yeah. in the Midwest. It's... Corn and beef state is actually turning around, and, and it's pockets. nice. It, it's nice to see Omaha um, evolve and kind of update itself more as the years go by. I, I definitely think in the last ten years we've become more of a city than a town. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. I agree. Which is yeah. crazy. Like you get immigrants from all over the country moving to Omaha. Like, yeah, it's cheap For to live here. I'm like, yeah. sick, dude. Like, yeah, it's awesome. Great. But you, you wouldn't have heard of that ten years ago. I feel like Omaha's earned its place as a progressive city. Totally. Fine. Most like, you know, yeah. it's not just being. Well, hey, I don't know if you guys saw the the recent poll tally stuff in Omaha, but like, dude, it's like seventy percent blue. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's so Omaha and the whole all the counties. Oh, we voted blue when you for cons- the third straight election, right? <laughs> when, when, you, when you consider though that we're a red state, it's crazy to me that like all of the mass votes that other way, and it's 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 just that's just speaks to that testament of Omaha becoming a little more progressive. Yeah, yeah, which is nice. It, it's a little unheard of from the middle of the country. Obviously, out in LA, mm-hmm. it's like that's the lifestyle. Everyone's progressive. Oh, like, yeah, accepting <laughs> yeah. of everything. Who are you? What is this? Teach me about it. But here it's very, uh, and not, you know, it's very. I consider Omaha to, to be a diamond in the rough. Oh yeah, really? personally, totally. You know, and I'm there's a few of them proud. across the country, and I'm sure you've seen it as you've toured. I'm oh, sure you probably yeah. popped into a couple where you're like, huh, you know, Tulsa's not as bad as I thought it might be. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, well, Tulsa's awesome. Yeah, I'm just saying that, yeah, that's t- one city in in the, in the middle of Oklahoma. Tulsa's that's like, like the Omaha, like hey. the Austin. You know, it's. Um, but yeah, we, and equally so, we've been to a lot of towns where you just go, wow. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, the one that was really like threw me off was um, 
Asheville, North Carolina or Asheville, oh, South Carolina. I remember it was I think called it, Asheville. Either way, yeah, I think it's North Carolina. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, forgive me. Sorry out there. Asheville, which I can't remember what state you're in, but yeah, <laughs> I, I remember um, Everybody was I was Bush there supporters. recently and I was able to, I yeah. just like walked to the nearest coffee shop and it was, it was all vegan and I was like, whoa. The fuck? Yes. <laughs> like, that's pretty cool though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like it's it's nice finding those little pockets, and especially a lot of that stuff. The best part of it is the fact that a lot of the time it's pretty homegrown. Obviously, yeah. it's mm-hmm. someone that really took the time was like, we don't have this here, and I'm sick of it, essentially. Yeah. And had of course the time, means, effort, and capability. But it's nice when you find people like that that are gonna willing to put out the effort to find relatability for <laughs> tourists. And say, which I yeah. think was something that uh, our city, I don't. They called it a flyover city for a long time. And yeah. to be fair, it kind of was. We still were able to hit shows coming. We still had Slayer at Sokol. We still had the Ranch Bowl. <laughs> we still had Prince stopping by. Oh, there's no question it's an amazing music town. Of course, but amazing. It, and I You'd think never it's know. only yeah. becoming more would never prominent know. now, though. Yeah. yeah. It's like I, I was – I had said this. I don't remember when, but I was – I do wish that not even just to commercialize another South by Southwest, but like why can't Omaha do – well, Maha is doing something like that. I guess I'll give them a little due credit. Think, it's not like we have nothing going on. Right. But. Well, we certainly have enough venues. Mm. Um, but it'd be nice to be an Austin, a diamond in a rough. You know, yeah. I think it's just organization. Yeah. I think it, I think it's everyone coming together and going. Listen, yeah. I'm a music Clicks and promoter. You're stuff, a music dude. promoter. Let's not be clicky. Let's let's all put the common good, which yeah. might take some time. Might, and to might be not. fair, this is a whole other conversation. Yeah, right, right. music is music is just in a weird place. Yeah, you it know, is. There's, there's not a lot of music happening, especially at the moment that presents itself live. You mm. know. Yeah. Not a lot of. Not a thing is as, as crafted to be as live as an experience as it. As I want to see a lot of bands. There's a lot of samples, a lot of synchronization. Yeah. There's there's a movement happening now, and it's just different. I'm not saying it's wrong. It's no, just different. It's just how the world's going. It's yeah. different from my school of thought. I, I'm used to the live band composing songs as a band, mm-hmm. and uh, music's just in kind of a different place. And rock is yeah. on the. The DL. Well, it'll be interesting to see where or, that evolves, though. Eh? Like, it's not, yeah. I wouldn't say for good. Well, I, I, mean, w- I would say things always have a, tend, if there's a tendency to come back. I'm devoted to be a part of it. Oh, look know? at the 80s, man. I, I vow you know? to be a part of it. Right. But, like, <laughs> things always, <laughs> it, it, it's <laughs> style, culture, thing, they're all cyclical. Yeah, you know, yeah. and those things keep returning. Like, like I said, '80s stuff coming back probably came back twice. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's it's like a a, it's not like punk's dead, shit. rock's dead. It's like no, right now, kind of pushing off a little bit, and we're giving other people a chance to to share their styles. But that doesn't mean it's dead. It means that all these guys you haven't heard of for the last couple of years are out there writing, producing, making moves to where I think rock is going to make a huge resurgence again. I think so. I think the narrative right now is just to be real. Yeah. yeah. Things were just so oversaturated mm-hmm. all across the board, not just affecting rock music. Yeah. Just music in general, it's yeah. It's just a time to trim the fat. I think yeah. that's another positive aspect to the pandemic mm-hmm. Yeah, is a lot of, a lot survival of those bands, of the fittest, man. Survival of the fittest. The if you don't that, get remembered right now, it's because you put out an ass product, bro. <laughs> like, let's be real. An ass like, product. Well, that's exactly right. The bands that don't reemerge are the ones that never had any heart to begin with. Yeah. If you, if you can't survive this, uh, then you were doing it for attention or for any number of reasons. For the wrong reasons, but especially. Any, anybody who has real passion, you can survive anything. Oh, yeah. And, and your work should be able to still be speak adaptive and evolve through this kind of stuff. If you Definitely. can't take 2020 as a creative and 
at least at the bare minimum recognize that there is a challenge for you to you might not benefit except then you're not really gonna push yourself that much for and it doesn't matter if you're twitch streaming it doesn't matter if you're a youtube content creator or a musician or the guy that edits a video podcast if you're not pushing <laughs> what you do if you're not pushing your art your craft if you're not constantly trying to hone that especially in 2020 then you might just want to give it a break like you honestly can be a victim or you can be an innovator exactly and that's, that's the mentality so it's cool to see you guys pop out like and i will say out of the woodwork because it's been some time and, mm-hmm. and take that attitude in 2020 and go you know what fuck it we're we're gonna take pariah and we're gonna make pariah 2.0 we're gonna mature <laughs> this bitch like you've seen our our high school release and our more mature release <laughs> now you're gonna see the the most mature release of yeah. where we're at now and i think What's exciting about what you're doing right now, not only is it, it's, it's a new release, it's a new concept, but it, it's a new place to launch Pariah off of for future things. Because now you're, Sky's you, the limit. you might get fa- new fans that are like, what the fuck is this? Like I was for the first time, but like with, with your new stuff and this could carry you guys into a whole new artistic avenue. So yeah, that's, that's pretty fun. And I'm excited to see it for 2021. As long as everything's projected and going great, um, yeah, of course. But yeah, dude, we really thank you guys for coming. This is this is for me. This is a weird geeking nerd out. Like I had to go upstairs and <laughs> fangirl moment. Because <laughs> like I said, you guys came up when we were ki- we we weren't even in the music scene yeah. yet when you guys I will, first came. I in. will fangirl so, one time real hard and just say to be to to say that when I was playing shows as a high schooler in ass product bands <laughs> <laughs> that I did not look up and be like there is a, a a beacon there is there's there's hope for the city there's a there's a couple bands that are making a name that aren't yeah. just 311 or pushing the envelope <laughs> making and, things not standard and yeah. that you guys weren't a household name for me the entire time I was sitting there making music myself so we appreciate yeah. you guys thank you for everything that you've done to spotlight Omaha music that's humbling and Seriously. inspiring guys yeah we really appreciate that yeah, Especially yeah. coming from the time, like I said, this was somewhat of like a high school project at the beginning for you guys in the 16 to 23 kind of college time. And yeah. I, like I said, I'm about like four, I mean, well, I'm about 10 years younger than you, but the fact of the matter Ooh. is that when I, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> but the, the point of the meeting is like that right when this, that you guys are in the scene, it was like a four year, like a high, like all oh, those high school kids, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I was like the cooler kids. And so I'd always... Like I said, I'll just I'll give you guys the props. I had always looked up and been like, you know, that's 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 where I want to be. This yeah. is this is for a local band sure. in Omaha. This is gold standard. This totally. is where you want to go to. Wow. And I'm, we're, wow. we're just more Thank than so much. more yeah. than Appreciate happy that. that you guys are coming back. We can't wait. Of course, we'd love to have you again when when you do have some releases yeah. next year or whenever things can get done. Uh, we'd love to push it again. Maybe have another premiere for you guys. But I think for this episode, uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna play an oldie but a goodie. Uh, let's let's outro you guys with Circus by Pariah. Does that sound good to you guys? Let's do it. Yeah, it sounds great. All right, like we were saying earlier, here is Circus by Pariah. Thank you guys. Why don't you give everyone your name just one more time? Uh, I'm Dustin, bass player. Uh, I'm John, lead guitar player. I am Lucian, the weirdo with a beardo. And as always, the nerd behind the booth... Yeah, it's Dustin. <laughs> Other Dustin. <laughs> Thank okay. you guys for joining us on another edition of the Weekly Geekly's music series highlighting music in omaha nebraska you guys are fucking awesome thanks for tuning in enjoy this track by pariah and of course 
Support them on Spotify. Like them on Instagram, Facebook. Look them up on social. They have plenty of links all over your Facebook and, and to like where an, to get merch yeah. and all that other stuff. And keep, you're going to want. Keep an open. Grindmusic.com has all the links. Grindmusic.com, right? Pariah. Oh. Pariah. Why did I hear grind? Slimemusic.com. Slime like Pariahmusic.com <laughs> for everything you need from Pariah. But go ahead and enjoy this track. We'll see you next time. Cheers. <laughs>